Hey everyone, I'm Stephen DeLaRoche. I am Taylor Draper. And welcome to Dressing for Wellness, a show where we aim to break down the walls of mental health stigmas by hosting authentic and inspiring conversations with people in the menswear community. We'll talk about how style has changed their lives for the better by empowering them and enhancing their confidence, and how style can do the same for you. Today we're going to talk about why we got started, why we started this whole brand, what it's for, and then also where to get started on your menswear journey. So pull up a chair and let's listen in. Hey everybody, welcome to Dressing for Wellness. This is our very first episode where we're going to introduce to you our brand, Inherent Clothier. Um, I'm Taylor Draper. I'm Stephen DeLaRoche. And he is our awesome art director. Um, I am the CEO currently and hopefully forever. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Can, can, we, t- can we curse? Is, is, how, how PG do you want this? I think it's whatever. All right. Cool. So, like, I think, for, like, like, for me, starting on this, like, this whole thing with you, which is, like, a super exciting ride, but being in this whole like story with you. I don't think I've, I've heard like the full, the full breadth of it. So let's, let's start there. I started the brand, um, maybe about 10, 12 months ago with my buddies, um, Dace Miller and Ian Lee. And, uh, basically the story was back in 2017, I was going through a really, really tough time in my marriage and in business as well. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like at a crossroads and it was basically like, what do I do with my life? Um, I don't know like what anything looks like in my life anymore. I don't know what the marriage looks like, if it's still going to be there tomorrow or the business, if that's still going to be there tomorrow. Um, and it was just kind of a rock bottom type moment for me. Mm. And, uh, I realized though that in the morning when I would put my suit on or get dressed, it would give me this slight amount of confidence that I really believed I was able to carry that into the day and just help overcome these kind of issues. Mm. Um, so it just at least gave me some small amount of strength to start putting the work in for everything. Mm. Why, why do you think it's uh, suits and like for some people it could be like hoodies or a good pair of jeans. Like what is it about like a suit for you? That like yeah. it, it like hit that note for you. Yeah, totally. I mean, there's a level of seriousness that I think people take when you wear a suit. Mm. Um, because I, that's been a huge thing for me because, um, I've been an entrepreneur since 18. So a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of the time I just wouldn't feel like people were taking me seriously, especially mm. like the boomer generation, <laughs> things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just felt like I wasn't getting taken, uh, taken seriously. And, um, and I was just wearing kind of casual stuff like jeans and hoodies, just like you mentioned and things Mm -hmm. like that. And they were comfortable, but I've never felt a level of confidence from it. Mm -hmm. I've never just like put on, you know, a t-shirt or a gym shirt or something. And was like, this is it. (laughs) Look at these muscles. Um, no, I've never felt that. But the first time I put a custom suit on specifically, um, I remember thinking, wow, like I feel like Superman right now. Mm. Like I feel like a hundred times better. Like my, 
chest like rose up a little bit. I stood up mm. straighter and yeah. it was, it was almost like a, it was a physical transformation. So I'd say suits specifically is there's like a really cool kind of, you know, there's just like a really cool vision of that. Yeah. And, uh, and something I, I say a lot too is the suit was taken away from us, mm. you know? So, so in the sixties and seventies, like again, the boomer generation, um, like basically stopped wearing suits to rebel. Mm. They were all like suits equal the man, Yeah, you know? So they like purposefully just dressed down and like it was an act of rebellion in society back then to not wear suits. Yeah, And unfortunately that like that's carried over like for a long time. And now when you see someone with a suit, it's almost like an act of rebellion these days Mm. because they're like to wear a suit. Right. To wear a suit Mm -hmm. because they're like, man, I, uh, like, why is this guy dressed so nice? Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's, that's the thing I actually get the most is like, Mm. Hey, why are you dressed so nice? You got a wedding later or something like, yeah. But like, if somebody were to ask me that, it's just like, well, why not? What do you mean? Like, why not dress nice? Why not? Absolutely. Go to the nines. Like if you can, or if you feel like it. Yeah. My answer is always like, I'm wearing a suit because it makes me feel confident. Mm. It's, you know? So, so yeah, after I was able to kind of, um, just get to a place where we had like put in the work, my marriage was like in a great spot and like, uh, business was going well again. Um, I kind of like revisited some stuff with, um, I met Dace and, uh, he was a, uh, what do you call it? He was like a concierge tailor for someone else in town. Yeah. And, uh, I was like looking around for custom suit makers at that time. So we met up for drinks at Ian's bar actually. Um, so we met up for drinks and he just kind of like giving me a spiel and stuff. And it was great. Like it was a really great conversation. That was like when I was just starting to get into menswear. Um, so I was like asking him a bunch of questions. I was like, what fabrics are good for what season? A lot of entry level questions. Like what fabrics are good for what season? Like what colors like go best with my complexion? Mm. Like just things like that. Mm. And, uh, he was like great at answering it. And, and so then I was just like, why are you not working for yourself? Like, you know? Yeah. And that might just be like, uh, my ambition. Cause like, I always just do whatever, like I can't work for anybody else. I don't think I'll ever do that again. But, um, so I was just like, why are you like, why haven't you just started your own brand? Mm. You know? Yeah. And then, uh, he really like, (laughs) he really took that question seriously and then called me a week later. He was like, I'm quitting. I want to do my own thing. Do you want to do this with me? Cool. And that was like the second time I ever talked to this guy, probably. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Well, like when, when you meet someone and it's just like, like an immediate like connection Mm -hmm. and like, like you can't fake that. Like I know like conversations that we've had, it's, um, it's just easy. You know, yeah. and it flows really nice. And it's just like, you know, some people, you don't, you don't have that. True. Yeah. No, that's great. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, so yeah, he called me and he was just like, I want to do this, but I've never run a business before. I don't know how to do it, blah, blah, blah. But I'm really great with suits and I can hook us up with some manufacturers and mm-hmm. like get the, that part of the business like done. So I was like, okay, cool, let's do it. And, uh, so basically I just started running, I just started setting up the business, um, I've owned a few businesses before that. So I like knew the process fairly well. 
Um, so I just started setting up the business, getting everything organized. Um, while Dace, uh, like introduced us to the manufacturer, like he vetted quite a few before we found, um, who we use now. Cool. And, uh, and yeah, so it just kind of worked really well. And then I asked Ian to come on board because we were going to start like locally. Mm. Um, and back then the mental health side, like wasn't necessarily there yet. It was yeah. kind of like cooking in my head and I was like trying to figure out how to bring it and like how we can like start talking to men about these things. Mm-hmm. And, um, because one of the biggest things that I've noticed about people in our generation and even like the generation after us before the boomers is, I think it's gen X or something, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, um, is that nobody taught them how to dress. Yeah. And it's so unfortunate because back in 20, 30, 40, 50s, um, that was such a huge rite of passage in your family for mm-hmm. your father or like a father figure or mentor or whatever to take you to the tailors and be like, Hey, this is how you dress. Like, this is how wide your lapel should be. This is where they should sit. Mm-hmm. This is your tailor. Like he's going to be your guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's something that's totally just lost in our culture. So yeah, I was trying to think more of like an education style perspective at this time. I was just like, man, I know menswear really helped me in my life. And like, that's why I'm here. Yeah. Like, how can I like bring that aspect to it? So I invited Ian to come on board just because he was, he's such an expert at sales and he's also owned multiple businesses. Mm -hmm. And like, that's what he's done for these businesses a lot is just like, he's, uh, he's like run the sales teams and like set up really great sales processes. So because we were going to start with the concierge side of the business and just have a bunch of people locally, like the sales team, I invited him to like, come, just come on board and help us. Um, and then he kind of like talked to us. He's like, dude, you have such a cool story with mental health. And he's like, also like, it totally resonates with me because, um, like no one's taught me this stuff. And I've always wondered, and I've been too afraid to ask. Mm. So we just kind of like went back and forth, back and forth until we were like, this could become a movement. Yeah. You know, this could become like a mental health type movement and like a style type movement of like education. Mm. Um, and yeah, so like he came on board and then fast forward a little bit, we developed the business. Um, we like got our relationships in place and then Dace unfortunately had to bow out just because he, uh, he like couldn't support his family, uh, anymore. Cause I don't know if any of you have owned a business, but it's lean. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's tough just getting started out and he just couldn't wait for the funds to come in, which a hundred percent understandable. Um, so he kind of bowed out and got like a day job and he's been doing that. And then, uh, Ian started another business, which kind of took off for him. Like he is doing something in mortgage, I believe. Oh wow. Um, but like that was just taking up all his time. And I was at the place where, my other business was just, I was kind of realizing that it wasn't fulfilling me anymore. Mm, Yeah. So I was just like, you know what? Like I really, really believe in this menswear, Mm. um, in this menswear company. Like I really believe in it. And like, I've felt it like firsthand. Like I have this firsthand experience. So I started developing the mental health idea a lot after that. And I was just like, this is how it can work logistically. And like, this is how, we'll like partner with nonprofits and like all this kind of stuff kind of came from uh, me just kind of being like, this is like what I want to pursue. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Was that like a, a slow and steady realization of like, this is, 
this is it. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to pour myself into. Or did it just click all of a sudden? No, it was definitely slow. Um, I was definitely stubborn. Um, because I think this is what I was meant to do. And like, I know this is what I was meant to do now, Mm. but back then I was just like, yeah, I can like do inherent and then I can do my ad agency and then I can do my consulting and like all this kind of stuff. And then I kind of realized slowly that I had started growing resentment for every hour I'd spend somewhere else. Mm. And I'd just be like, yeah, this isn't, that's not good. How did, (laughs) how did that affect, um, like your mental health? Like, in the process? It was, that's a great question. It was, I was just very stressed out Mm. and, uh, it felt like I was getting pulled into stuff I didn't want to do every day. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was just, it was just tough. It was just stressful and there's a lot of pressure. Mm. Um, so when I finally came to the decision, um, probably three or four days before the pandemic started, I was, I was just like, you know what? I need to just give this business up. I need to like sell it or like get out of it. Like I like fully made that decision. It was so funny because as soon as I fully made that decision, I like called Ian and I was like, Hey man, like you're doing this other stuff, which is great. Like, would you mind stepping down from like a partner and just being like a a smaller shareholder? Mm -hmm. Um, because I want to take this full time and like, I need a, and like, if you're going to stay a partner, you'd have to do that with me. And I can't ask you to do that, you know? And so he was just like, so great. He just absolutely, man. He's like, I'll step down. No questions asked. All good to go. He's just yeah. like, I'll always be here if you need me to help. Cool. So he like agreed to that. And then as soon as I got off the phone with him, my phone just started ringing from other people, which is so mm. funny. Wow. It was almost just like I spoke something into existence yeah. with that decision because like the very next day I had phone calls from multiple nonprofits being like, Hey, I heard what you're trying to do. Like, let's try and set this event up Mm. where we can like do this together and like collaborate. And then just opportunities just started like falling into my lap (laughs) and it was, and it was insane. And Tyler, our CFO, our financial guy, um, called me as well the same week and was just like, Hey, now that the pandemic's here (laughs) and like, I'm not like doing anything, I can like focus on this. Like, like, let me hear about it. Like, tell me about it. And so yeah. I told him my business model cause I'd like really flushed it out by then. Mm-hmm. And he was like, this is amazing. Like you have something here. Mm-hmm. Let me introduce you to some people. And then those introductions just went so great and things are just flying by now. We've been in like six or seven different like news outlets and people are taking notice, man. It's been great. Yeah. It's super exciting. Uh, well, why, why inherent? What, what is the significance of that name for you? Yeah. So it was really funny. So rewind back to when it was me, Dace and Ian, like trying to working on the business. It was originally Dace and I's name. So mm. it was like Miller Draper was the name of okay. it. And it, we were like, uh, like we, we just kind of had it as a placeholder because mm-hmm. we were like, we don't know what else to call this thing right now. Sure. Um, and then, you know, it's kind of like, well, now that we're like moving towards this movement, I think that we should drop the names because it's, you know, he's like, it, it adds one of the things we never want to be is pretentious. And, and right now, like brands with their own names are like associated with that a Mm -hmm. little bit for sure. So he's like, let's, let's like figure it out. So we all like kind of worked together and we found this persona that we wanted the brand to identify as. And it's like the every man. Mm hmm. 
Um, so like in the description of the everyman, they used the word like inherent okay. <laughs> and it was, it was really funny cause we were just like, yeah, the, in the everyman, like it's inherent that they want to, this to be better and they want to do mm-hmm. this and blah, blah. And they're like, and we were all just like, man, what are we going to call this? Like, this is our persona, blah, blah. And I was like, how about inherent? And I just yeah. like pointed at the word yeah. in the, on the screen. I was like, it's right here. Let's just do inherent. And then we started talking about it more and I was like, yeah, like the reason why we exist is because it's inherent that confidence is already in us. We're mm-hmm. just trying to help awaken it and help use it for, for more, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, absolutely. And for, for someone who, um, has never uh, purchased like a custom suit, like I'm one of those person persons. I just, uh, ordered my first custom suit the other day. Um, but how, how, does that translate into confidence for like the everyman? Yeah, absolutely. So it's kind of a two part answer. So when back when I was trying to just identify what helped me like overcome or like what got me out of bed in the morning, Mm -hmm. it was like dressing well and Mm -hmm. feeling confident. So at first I had to like identify that that's the feeling Mm -hmm. that it was. It was confidence in the morning. Was there anything specific that helped you identify that or just the repetition of dressing well? Um, It was, it made me feel worthwhile, I think. Mm -hmm. So so it it directly linked to, uh, would you say like, how you felt about yourself. It was a completely internal thing. Yeah, absolutely. It was a hundred, yeah, a hundred percent internal. So I would like get up and then even though I would just hate my life pretty much, Mm -hmm. um, like getting dressed and, uh, putting like, I don't think I was even in full suits at that point. I was like in sports coats and stuff. Uh, Okay. And so I'd like put on my sports coat and I'd just be like, all right, like I'm worth it. And I feel good about myself. And like, it made me feel confident in looking back at it, you know? Yeah. So for someone who's listening to this and just like, Oh, like maybe, maybe that would like resonate with me, but like, how do I start? Like, what would you say to, uh, the novice, um, how to get like started on that journey? Yeah. How to get started on your menswear journey? Yeah. So it's, it's, there's a lot to, (laughs) there's a lot to it and it might feel overwhelming at first, but if you kind of switch your lens to, there's so much cool stuff out there to learn, um, and do, and like, you can't go wrong as long as you're trying. Um, I think that you'll be okay, but the very first place you start is with the basics. Um, like if you don't want to have a full suit yet, or you're like, are intimidated by it Mm. because it can be intimidating sometimes. Um, because it's not as well known to us now as it was like back then, you yeah. know, like back in the day that was just second nature to get a suit. Yeah. Nobody, everyone wore suits. Yeah. Nobody yeah. even questioned it. Um, but yeah, like I always suggest starting with a Navy suit. Okay. Like always starting your journey there with the basics. Um, some people will say like start a gray suit, start with a gray suit. Sure. I think that Navy is a little bit more versatile Okay. because you can, everything goes with Navy pretty much. Like you can, you can put on a Navy coat or a sports coat. I mean, um, or your suit jacket. So if you get a full Navy suit, Mm -hmm. just put on your Navy suit jacket with like a white t-shirt and jeans and like a white pair of tennis shoes for like casual, Mm. that's going to work every time, you know, or like you can dress it up if you have to go to an event, like Navy suit, white shirt, Mm. like Navy tie or something even, you know? Yeah. 
you know? Mm. So it's just a, a very versatile piece goes with everything. It's a very versatile piece. Yeah. You can wear jeans with it. You can wear like gray slacks with it. You can wear like pretty much anything with it. And it's just so versatile and you'll still get that confidence because it's a suit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the thing that we try to do at Inherent too is have pre-made styles. Mm. So like that's another place to get started with us specifically is, uh, we, I've like designed four different styles, like that are very, very different from each other. Mm -hmm. So we have like the cafe style that's like, um, very European. Um, and it's not about the cut either. You can choose your cut with any one of these styles, like whether that's slim, um, like fitted or traditional. And the difference between those, um, is just the amount of allowance that you have. Mm. Like when some, you say allowance, like what does that mean exactly? Yeah. So the allowance, um, the allowance in the suit itself. So like, it'll be like a quarter of an inch in mm. the chest with the slim versus like a half inch, I believe it is with the fitted yeah. and then like a full inch with the traditional. Nice. So it's just, you get, you just have more room. Yeah. Something for everyone yeah. and for every body type. And that, that's, yeah. that's something like in my own research of the sartorial world. Um, cause I come from streetwear, like I'm that guy. So, uh, finding these, these different, um, air quotes rules of, of the sartorial world. Like I feel like as a, as a newbie, like I'm a little bit of a bigger guy, very broad, um, athletic build. And just like, can that, can I look good in a suit? You know, is kind of like the first question. Um, and I think, I think, uh, everyone can, I think it's, way more accessible than, uh, people might think. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, and it, again, it's like something that I love about it is just the history and the art and the craftsmanship behind mm -hmm. it. Um, like there's so much cool history behind everything. Like there's a reason why you don't button the bottom yeah. in your suit jacket, you know? And it's, yeah. which let, let's, let's talk about that for a minute. Just real quick. I don't know much <laughs> about suits, but I know that. Let's just put it out there for everyone. Never button the bottom button. <laughs> yep. Never button the bottom button. I mean, the thing is, it, I always say like, know the rules first before you break them mm. because you can always have the exception, but yeah. generally, yeah, just never, never button the bottom one. And it comes from, um, have you seen the King speech? I have. Yes. It comes from that guy specifically. Uh, his name Birdie. Birdie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Birdie. And, uh, it's a really funny story. Like basically he like was too well fed at one point and just <laughs> could not button the bottom button. Well, well what a problem. <laughs> yes. So he just <laughs> couldn't, he just couldn't button it for his suits that he had, you know? And, uh, so like his staff was basically like, we can't, uh, we can't let Bertie feel self-conscious. Mm. So we're just going to start unbuttoning all of our buttons and like, mm no one, no one button their bottom button, you know, just to like yeah. help birdie out. Cause a lot of the, um, a lot of what, uh, what he wore specifically was uh military jackets. Yes. Like a, like a, a naval uniform. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He did wear suits a lot too, Okay, but yeah, it's a, and that's funny that you say that because most of the inspiration for a lot of menswear is from military apparel. Yeah. Where, where did that like come from? Was it just like, um, 
this is like the style of like what all these people are wearing. So let's just use the same materials. So it's like to save money or like, what, where, where did that come from? I think it was all about the functionality, like mm. for it, like the piece was for something specific okay. and we we're trying to like bring that to the civilians, you know? Okay. But yeah, I definitely have to research more. I, I don't know everything by a long shot. I'm still on my men's war journey too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just started a few weeks ago, so we can learn together. Yeah. Always. And then hopefully you, the listener, will also learn with us. Yeah. Because we're, we're kind of all in this together. It's all, uh, we're not the, the gurus of menswear. No, we're just, we just love it and we're having a great time learning about it. Yes, we are. Well, I hope that helps on just where you get started with your menswear journey and like kind of what we're about as a company. So if you want to check us out at Instagram, um, it is at Inherent Clothier. If you want to check Instagram? out Instagram, <laughs> you want to do it, <laughs> just add everything. Just, just <laughs> check us out at, at Instagram, the physical location of Instagram. <laughs> Chris, shush, you're, you're, you're not here technically. <laughs> uh, so on Instagram at uh, Inherent Clothier and uh, on the web at inherentclothier.com. <laughs> We're there. It's the vibes. We're there. Yep. And uh, anything else you want to say? No, I think that's it. Um, shoot us a email um, if you have some ideas for what to talk about, or like if you have questions specifically about menswear. Like let's let's talk about them. Yeah. And the email for that is hello at inherentclothier dot com. Uh, next week we're going to be joined by Steve Calder of uh, Informale one of Taylor's favorite brands of all time of all time. Uh, it's a great conversation. You don't want to miss it. Thanks for joining us. I'm Stephen DeLaRoche. I am Taylor Draper and this is dressing for wellness. We'll see you next time.